This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 67 degrees in downtown Boise. It is 6.06. Good morning. Welcome to a Monday. It's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Kind of a wet Monday. Yeah, we're uh, dealing with a, a lot of... Uh, different natural disasters today. We've got. This is my first hur- hurricane. How about yours? Hurricane, flooding. We've got uh, earthquakes and Donald Trump. So a whole bunch of na- natural disasters to deal with uh, this morning. <laughs> the, mm. it, it, the 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 storm hurricane uh, Hillary kind of a, a good news bad news story for the Treasure Valley. Um, we've got gusting winds uh, possible today, up to fifty miles per hour yeah. here in the Treasure Valley. Flooding possible, although it sounds from the National Weather Service, the amount of rain we were originally expecting might miss the Treasure Valley, the Boise area, um, and go around us. There are still flood watches that it could possibly happen through today, and rain's coming down pretty pretty good throughout the Treasure Valley right now, but Twin Falls area, McCall, Sun Valley, some of those areas uh, are expecting up to two inches of rain today based on the the satellite maps and things i've seen you know they they show what's going to happen in the next few hours it does look like mccall's going to get it bad which is that's the good news part um they've got the fire going on the elkhorn fire um that's been happening and it was burning uh, up until when the rain started a thousand to two thousand acres a day and this could give it a real big shot in the arm for the uh, people who are fighting that fire um as as far as if they get that amount of rain, now there are other problems that come with that. Yeah. Um, but at least it could put an end to yeah, that fire and make is, it get them under control. The bad news is we're in the middle of a mudslide. The good news is the fire has gone out. Yeah, and, and the mudslide is is the problem because of all the terrain that is burnt. There's nothing right. to stop the rain if that water starts coming down the hill. So they yeah. could see in, some flooding in that in area. In Arizona, they're getting flooding right now, and in, in California, they're getting flooding. Do you see uh, Dodger Stadium pictures of uh, Dodger Stadium? I didn't. Is it uh, underwater? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks like it's in the middle of a lake, basically. Western Idaho Fair today. If you planned on going this morning, don't plan on going this morning because the Western Idaho Fair is delayed, officially delayed until two p.m. this afternoon, as a response to the forecasted storms. Really? Yep. Admission uh, today, $7. Fair staff is noting that shows may also be shifted or canceled based on the extremity of the weather situation. So you might want to check before you uh, head out later today, depending on what the weather is looking like. And you can do that by going to IdahoFair.com. But the one thing we do know, officially, the fair will not be opening up this morning at 11 as usual it will be not till two o'clock this afternoon mm-hmm. before the uh, gates open so if you were planning which a lot of people do monday uh first monday of the fair is uh, usually family day so families might want to well, you know you know check any day you take your family i guess qualifies as family day well i think families on monday get uh, reduced prices is why monday's kind of a big day for families um also uh today the earthquake if california hadn't, oh, yeah. hadn't had enough problem they got hit by an earthquake yesterday too <laughs> yeah here's some extra <laughs> uh 
I was listening this morning to uh, our news show before us, and uh, somebody was that was reporting who lives in the area said uh, that they got a, an alert on their phone. You know, the the siren goes off, and he said his his wife goes. Um, what's that siren for? And he goes, oh, somebody made a mistake and they hit the button for earthquake instead of hurricane. And then all of a sudden everything started shaking. He goes, never mind. It's an earthquake. Get out. <laughs> so it I hit, stand corrected. Yeah, it hit Ohio, a 5.1 earthquake uh-huh. at Ohio, which is about 80 miles north of which, L.A. yesterday. For those of you who went through the 70s is where Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, was from. Oh, is it? I forgot about that. Hmm. Love that show. Not as much as the $6 million man, but it was still good. Well, it's very sexist of you. Thank you. She was just as good. Appreciate that. She could hear just as well as he could see. Right. See, I'm strong now, too. All I have to do is make that sound. We can rebuild it. We have the technology. Uh, supposedly they're supposed to be working on another, uh, $6 million man series. I don't know if that's going to happen because of yeah, but the you strike, know but they'll have to call it the $6 billion. Well, man that, I think they had, had, uh, It'd be the exact same equipment, it. but yeah, it's but gone $6 up in price. billion dollars because of, we all know what's happening. Inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, uh, like natural you, disaster. Like you can't even build your own, you can't even afford to build your own cyborg anymore. Donald Trump has announced officially he will not be in the uh, upcoming debate mm-hmm. he uh, also announced that there's a good possibility or maybe probability he will not partake in any of the republican debates i want to say uh, first of all i want to say this i think everybody whether it's a gubernatorial debate here on a local basis um i think everybody if you're a candidate you should participate in the debate Mm-hmm. That's my personal feeling. We had some of that in Idaho this past election. The the governor didn't want to debate, and you know, mm-hmm. various uh, congressmen and whatnot didn't want to debate, so they didn't. Now I get it. I get it with with the reason why Governor Little didn't debate, and I get it why. Well, I get President the reason. Trump doesn't debate is because they have nothing to gain by participating. I, I get the reason uh, that they gave, especially the the governor, which was, I mean, you already know my record. Right. We don't know your plans for the future, though, and that's kind of what we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump has a 40-point lead, so the only thing he can really do is hurt himself, and more than likely, every single person on that stage, because they are so yeah. far behind, will attack Donald Trump. Say, that's the only way you can you can get ahead. Who's going to be the star of the show this Wednesday night? More than likely, Donald Trump, who won't be there. Who won't even be there, yeah. Um, it the, will the, be the center square will be uh, DeSantis because he's, I guess, second in the polling still. Yeah, uh, for what that's worth, not by much, by the way. Uh, Vivek Ranswamy has gained on uh, yeah. DeSantis. Um, now he's the one who wants the minimum voting age to be twenty-five because he doesn't think eighteen-year-olds know what they're talking about. Apparently, he must have kids. Um, <laughs> uh, I got news for him. At any age, you're going to find a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Maybe the age should be between 55 and 65. There are 60-year-olds out there who think JFK Jr. <laughs> is the vice president right now. <laughs> Not RFK Jr., JFK Jr. So it'll be interesting to see with the debate tomorrow night how many times Donald Trump is mentioned and he's not even there. I'm thinking it'll be hundreds. Uh, I I totally agree. I I have a funny feeling. Even some of the questions 
might it, be it won't be short on insults based on Donald Trump. It won't be short on insults because Chris Christie will be there, and he's good at that. Yeah, well, he's already insulted. He's not really in in uh, Trump's class when it comes to insults. But, no, but he can hold his own. He's already insulted Donald Trump, uh, uh, saying that he's an idiot for not showing up at the debate. Yeah. Like I like I said, I I think he should be there, but I get why he's not because. The only thing he can do is hurt himself. Um, they also say this is a big night for Ron DeSantis because he's kind of in a similar situation being in second place. Um, he can only hurt himself also. Well, I mean, the chances are, you know, that they would hurt themselves. But what if they also performed, you know, really, really well? That's just it. They could get even they, more people yeah, on their side. Exactly. So why not just have the confidence and do that? I get it. I, I think everything, if, if you're a, can, a candidate, you should be in. But by the same token, the GOP gets to pick who the candidates are, and they didn't allow every candidate into it either. So, you know, if the GOP is complaining, hey, if you're, a can, if you're in the campaign, you should mm-hmm. be, you know, participating in the debate. And it's like, well, if that's true, why are you not allowing some of the people who are in the campaign the who want to be in the debate? In the debate. The problem is, I've read the list before. There are something like 60 or 70 people who have registered to be the Republican uh, nominee for uh, president. Most of them are not politicians. Most of them are, uh, I want to I say regular people, but the word crackpots also comes to mind. <laughs> KBOI News Time. Those are some of the things uh, we're talking about. KBOI News Time 615. Our phone lines are open this morning, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you in Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go. Man, uh, with rain today, cooler temperatures, might be a soup day today. Fresh soup for lunch every week or every day made from scratch by Chef Wally. Everything made from scratch by Chef Wally and his wonderful staff at Pork Belly. Don't believe me? Get in and find out for yourself today. They open up beginning at 7 a.m. Boise State Athletic Director Jeremiah Dickey has announced that his department at the university set a new record during the 2023 fiscal year for fundraising at $26,100,000. That breaks the previous record of $24,100,000, which was set in fiscal year 2022. There were 11% more total donors giving this year, a 41% increase in the average gift size per donor, 11 commitments of at least $1 million, and a $5 million donation from the Miller family, Bob Sharon, Barry Mark, and Rob Miller. Bob is the former CEO of Albertsons. He was the CEO when Albertsons paid $12.5 million for the 15-year naming rights to Bronco Stadium eight years ago. Linebacker Miles Jack, nicknamed Jack of All Trades, has announced his retirement from the NFL after seven seasons. Jack signed with the Eagles just two weeks ago. Jack said over the weekend that before signing with Philadelphia, he was considering going to trade school, being Jack of All Trades, to learn to be an electrician or a plumber. And after two weeks of training camp, he has decided to do exactly that. Jack says he has plenty of money saved from his career, but he would much rather get a real job than sit around at home counting that money. Miles Jack started at linebacker for six seasons with the Jacksonville Jaguars and played last season in Pittsburgh. That's sports. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 6.32 208 336 3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning 
Uh, by the way, programming note for you, it's been a while, so uh, just remember, beginning today, first day of Bronco Monday. That's right, Bronco Monday, Bronco Tuesday are back beginning this week. Today marks 12 days before the kickoff of the uh, upcoming 2023 season. When we take on top-rated, 10th-ranked Washington at Husky Stadium coming up here uh, in 12 days. So today we'll be talking some football for the first time since last year, as a matter of fact. Uh, Also, a little reminder for you, um, coming up next Monday, a week from today on Bronco Monday, we uh, get to have Jeremiah Dickey back with us again. Um, He's going to be talking about the upcoming season, um, tickets, fundraising, all that great information. Um, We don't very often get a chance to get him in here because he is so busy, but we've been working, uh, efforting for the last couple of months to get him in here live. And uh, coming up next Monday, a week from today, we will have him. Fundraising right now. Yes. Um, I know one of his goals this year is to try and sell out every single game, home game. I don't think we've ever done that before, have we? Even when the stadium wasn't nearly as big, I think we've come close. We've come close, and last year we but, had I mean, they, we they, had a bunch of they uh, almost, sellouts. They almost have to have a perfect record for that to happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, could you imagine if they start off the season beating Washington? That would be cool. The expectations for this year would all of a sudden, as high as they are right now, would go through the roof. Um, by the way, that game uh, a week from next Saturday is one of the top games as far as competition-wise, um, that will be played that day. Usually don't start the season. You, you don't see top 10 teams playing each other week number one, usually. Um, and, and these aren't top 10 teams, but uh, Boise State well, one has of them is. already been predicted um, in the way too early predictions yeah. to play USC in the Fiesta Bowl this year. I would love it if that happens, but... That's a really way yeah, too early prediction. There's, there's a, a lot, lot that could happen between now and then. A lot of football. I mean, Boise State has just a super tough early schedule in their first five games. When you got Washington, you have uh, Memphis at Memphis, you have uh, UCF here at home, and San Diego State. Those are four of their first five games that they uh, have coming up. Um, and, and and of course, even the game that people think, hey, this should be easy. They're not uh, in a Power 5 conference or even a non-Power 5 conference. Uh, They played North Dakota, but North Dakota, the Dakotas are always good. North Dakota, South Dakota, South Dakota State. They had a great season last year. Do not ever take them for granted. That's that's not even a cakewalk. So Anyway, Bronco Monday gets underway today, and then Bronco Tuesday tomorrow where we talk about the non- Football or basketball sports, the other Olympic sports of Boise State. But Bob Beeler will be with us today, coming up here at about 8.35. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 67 degrees in downtown Boise, still raining throughout the Treasure Valley. You can pretty much expect that to happen throughout the uh, day. Flood watch in effect until uh, tonight. Also, some high wind warnings to be aware of. So, I guess, just be careful out there. (laughs) Caldwell Police Department said it's investigating two unrelated shootings that happened on Saturday night. And they're looking for information if you might have some. The uh, first was around 9 p.m. 
Shots fired on the 300 block of East Freeport. Police said witnesses told them 10 rounds were fired and the suspect drove west on Fremont to Centennial. Police are unsure of the make or model of the vehicle. They found shells at the scene, but no homes or cars were shot, which is good. Second shooting happened uh, close to midnight, according to police. They responded to multiple calls of shots fired around Karcher and uh, Florida. They determined a road rage incident had taken place Mm. and a suspect had shot someone's car multiple times and drove away. Police described the suspect's car as a white Cadillac or a BMW. Those two cars aren't anything alike. (laughs) Something tells me that that witnesses didn't get a good look at the vehicle. They're both reasonably expensive. (laughs) They did say they had very dark tinted windows and a license plate was partially identified as having a... 1P. It's Payette County, right? Mm. If you have a, it starts with a P. Well, it does na- that does narrow it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one hurt in either shooting. Both incidents are still in, under investigation. Uh, bring this up because police are asking anyone with information uh, to let them know. You can call 208-343-COPS if you have any information. I, I, I don't understand Road rage, road rage incidences like this. I, I don't understand road rage. Period. Yeah, you know. But you hear you hear incidences like this, or people getting so mad that they crash their car into mm-hmm. the person that they're upset at. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, ruins your own car. Or they, or, the, or they get out and challenge them to a fight. There's all kinds of it, stuff that goes on. And it never fixes anything. Not very much of it happens in the morning. But a lot of it happens later in the day. Why do you think that is? And and, and we, you and I have talked about this yeah. off air because Debbie does traffic. Mm-hmm. And even though traffic is just as busy in the morning as it is in the afternoon... It seems like people, people, she says, are much more crazy in the afternoon. Is oh, it because much. they've been at work all day and yeah. are stressed? She says in, in the morning, you know, there are there are tie-ups and things like that. And there are a few fender benders, you know, a few accidents here and there. But there's not a lot of stuff that's just weird. And in the afternoon, she said, for some reason, people get aggressive. And, and there are a lot of road rage incidents. There are a lot of incidents where, you know, people are calling from their cell phones saying somebody's up to something. All afternoon long, pretty much every day. And I, when I say road rage, I'm talking road rage, not just getting mad at somebody, because I will admit, my wife and I cuss at oh, people mad and that rage. are doing stupid things yeah. driving. M- mad and rage are, are kind of different things, different degrees. I have never come to the point where I've wanted to shoot somebody or hit them with my car or do physical damage, yeah. no matter how stupid they're getting. And trust me, uh, there have been a lot of stupid people that I've encountered coming close to getting in an accident, causing me to get in an accident. But it's still, I don't know if that's something that is triggered in other people's brains or what it is. Sometimes it just depends on the situation. I mean, you could be in a big hurry to get somewhere, and the entire rest of the world is not in a hurry to get anywhere. And you get frustrated. I know. And and maybe your life isn't going so well anyway. I'll fix it. I'll take out a gun and shoot at them. That'll get... That'll make them hurry, right? Yeah. yeah. 208. 
possibly, three, three, six. possibly you're you know, under the influence of something. I mean, there are a lot of things that could be. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in, uh, you can also email us. It's time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuda. Uh, start to gear yourself up for breakfast. They're opening up here in 15 minutes. Don't forget the coffee drive through hip drips, energy drinks, uh, iced coffee, hot coffee. You don't even have to get out of your car. They open up at the same time. Go through the drive through window and get yourself all ready to go for your day with either a hot cup of coffee or an energy drink at Pork Belly and Cuna. The Boise State women's soccer team beat North Dakota 3-2 Sunday afternoon in Grand Forks. It's the Broncos' first NCAA Division I win of the season, following a victory over the NAIA College of Idaho and a tie with North Dakota State. Junior forward Kenzie McMillan from Mission Viejo, California, scored two goals. Junior forward Carly Cross from Anaheim added one goal. Boise State next plays a home game this Saturday at 7 p.m. against BYU at the Boaz Soccer Complex in Boise. In baseball, the Boston Red Sox beat the Yankees 6-5 on Sunday. It was the eighth loss in a row for the Yankees, which ties their franchise record for longest losing streak during the wild card era, which began 28 years ago. The Yankees had a nine-game losing streak 41 years ago in 1982. The longest losing streak in franchise history came in 1908, 12 losses in a row when the team was known as the New York Highlanders. They changed their name to the Yankees in 1913. New York is now four games under 500 at 60 and 64. They're in fifth place in the American League East, 17 games behind the first place Baltimore Orioles. The top two records in the American League among teams not winning their division will make the wild card playoffs. And right now the Yankees are seventh on that list. That's sports. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Cheryl Crow is going to be in Boise coming up this week. Uh, coming up today, as a matter of fact, we've got a chance for you to see Cheryl Crow live in concert. The Boise Open, she's going to be a part of the Boise Open. As a matter of fact, she'll wrap things up on Sunday night. And coming up a little bit later this morning, we have a chance for you to get your Boise Open tickets. This will get you into golf all day Sunday, which is the final day, which is the good day to go because you get to see who's going to win the uh, tournament. And uh, then you also have Cheryl Crow for the uh, concert. We got a chance for you to win hmm. coming up this morning. Sounds so, like a, a full day. We'll have a chance for you to uh, text us. Keep listening. Don't text us now. Uh, we'll have a chance for you to text us and win coming up here a little bit later this morning. Uh, our our text number, by the way, to get through two zero eight three three six. 3700 same as our main number if you want to get through and take part in the show uh you can uh do that also toll free 1-800-529-5264 you can uh, also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com president biden visits maui today to finally have a look at the fires and the devastation caused by those fires Hundred and you heard in the news here this morning. Um, uh, I think it was a hundred and eleven official deaths. Seeing a uh, report 
saying that the uh, deaths are four times that number that news outlets are reporting, stating there are at least 480 people who lost their lives. According to uh, some residents, there are families that know that their family members are dead, and the reason that they haven't been officially called dead as of yet is because they haven't identified them. Right. Uh, There were apparently a lot of people whose uh, bodies just simply burned. It was about 2,000 degrees, I guess, when it was at its Mm -hmm. hottest. And, I mean, quite frankly, they'll be, (laughs) this could be years um, before they're able to identify everybody because as they're picking up the bodies, there are no bodies. When they try to pick up the bodies, it's just ash, and they just basically have to scoop them up and put them into a, a bucket or a pail um, for identification but, later. Uh, like I said, there's no no dental records to, to do there. They're going to have to do through DNA, which could take a really long time. As of yesterday, uh, yeah, that, that number was the same, 111 confirmed dead, but there were supposedly more than 1,000 people still that have not uh, been accounted for. Mm-hmm. Some of them could still be you know, in area shelters, things like that, but they think a lot of them are just gone. I haven't heard yet whether or not they've got the any phone service or cell phone service because that was part of the problem that you know you, you think about it in this day and age first of all you know you don't have necessarily landlines anymore anywhere i mean there might be a few here and there everybody almost everybody uses cell phones and with the cell service to the entire island down you know, if you have loved ones who are either in school or at their job and you were on the other side of the island at your job or at home or whatever, there's no way to make contact with them. Yeah. And and they had roadways closed. They weren't allowing people uh, in and out because of the dangers. So um, a lot of people, like I said, they, they are expecting the death toll, official death toll to rise. So if, if you're wondering, it's like, well, they're, they're reporting that there's 500, at least 500 people that are dead. But why are they only saying 111? I just uh, that's why they they can't officially did a quick search. T-Mobile has announced that they are back up and running fully on the island of Maui. Uh, I don't see a lot of other reports, but uh, at least T-Mobile is right. So they have some cell service. Um, email in or rather a text message uh, message from Billy B and Fruitland says, uh, "Morning, y'all." We are getting clobbered over here in Fruitland, Payette, Ontario area. When you say getting clobbered, I'm, I'm hoping rain, that's probably. not road rage. And no, you're probably getting, rain and wind. Yeah, that uh, it's rain and wind that you're getting. Um, that is one of the areas that, like we mentioned, uh, under flood watch today. Um, might, boy, be, might be Fruitland's first hurricane. I can't say for sure. <laughs> they, you know, they, they, now that we bring up Maui and Hurricane Hillary... And a lot of people were questioning, it's like, you know, how how come the hurricane in, in Maui was 500 miles away? How did they get hit so badly? Here we are, what are we, seven, 800 miles away from the uh, coast Something of like California? That. So we're further away than that, and look at how far inland we yeah. are and how far north we are, and look at the the effects that we're it getting from Hurricane a Hillary. A lot of territory. Yeah. So if you were wondering, and a lot of people were, it's like, wow, that's 500 miles away, and they still had winds up to 50 miles per hour like that. Um, the differences, of course, that, that we have 
is that we're going to get some rain with that, and hopefully that will um, help out some of the firefighting that is going on in the Cascade area. You heard a little bit earlier this morning in the news that it's probably not going to be enough rain to put out the fires. However, it could help slowing them down and also uh, stop them from spreading so fast, which, of course, would help um, the uh, firefighters, which uh, right now um, only about 45% contained uh, in that fire in the Cascade area. So uh, hopefully this would would help out. Um, And even if they do, they are expecting could be some more lightning um, with the rain. At least it's not going to be a tinderbox that it had been. Uh, up until last week yeah, so with any luck yeah uh reminder if you were headed to the fair this morning just want to let you know that the uh, fair will not be opening today until two o'clock normally you would be able to come in uh gates open at 11 o'clock but because of the uh, weather they are not going to be opening up the, the gates until uh, coming up this afternoon you uh, might want to check the fair's website there could be a possibility of cancellations or also uh, certain concerts and events that will be starting later or maybe just canceled. Um, of course, you got a concert coming your way tonight also. So depending on weather, um, all that could be changing for you. So check the uh, FAIR website if you want to do that. Uh, once again, to find out whether or not you will be heading to the FAIR this afternoon for something that you had planned on doing. Of course, this is all, once again, Affection uh, are affected by the uh, weather forecast and our uh, high wind and uh, rain warning is supposed to be going on into tonight. There could be a little bit of rain left over by tomorrow, but uh, should pass through most of the area by today. Time for a check on what's going on with sports this morning. Uh, Once again, with Chris, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open. Chef Wally there every early making er, every morning early with his, uh, shall we call it minions? Getting your breakfast ready uh, from scratch every day takes uh, employees would be yeah, good too. Takes yeah. takes a village, all of them working together. You don't believe me how good it is? Test it out for yourself. Get into Pork Belly and Cuna today. Last week, the Indianapolis Colts named rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson the starter for the 2023 season, and he's already receiving a starter's treatment in the Colts preseason week two 24-17 win over the Chicago Bears. Richardson didn't play a down. That's not unusual for a veteran starter, but very unusual for a rookie not to get as many reps as possible in the preseason. In PGA Golf, Norwegian Victor Hovland won the 2023 BMW Championship Sunday in Olympia Fields, Illinois. Hovland shot a course record 61, which included a back nine, 28, and a total of 12 threes on his scorecard. That gave him a 17-under, two-stroke tournament victory over New Jersey's Scotty Scheffler and Englishman Matt Fitzpatrick. Northern Ireland's Rory McIlroy finished fourth. That's 20, 28s are easy to get. I, <laughs> I get 28s all the time. Then, of course, I move on to the fifth or sixth hole. But <laughs> That's sports. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.42, good morning, and thanks for listening in. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through and talk to us by phone, uh, you can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. And boy, the crazies are out this morning. Got an email in. They uh, write, will your guys' BS never end? 
Our government wants to push a lie about climate change so they can push the next lockdown, move toward making us a communist country, and every morning, your first hour cooperates with their agenda. See, we're getting paid to push your agenda, Chris. Did you know that? No. I haven't got my check yet, but California barely got hit with a hurricane, let alone Idaho getting any results from it. Hillary was a 50, had 50-mile-per-hour 50 winds when it hit L.A. No way that carried here to Idaho, especially in half a day's time, especially when the fastest the hurricane I was moving was 20 miles per hour. It dissipated and traveled faster. Come on, man. Well, who's, I don't that, know, who, take, who's it from? Uh, some idiot. Um, take a listen. It was a wild 24 hours. There were areas of Southern California that got close to 11 inches of rain from the storm. Remember, mm. in August, Southern California mm. typically gets no rain. It was coming down so hard since Sunday morning and overnight. There were records set in places like Palm Springs and San Diego. There were mudslides and flooding, but incredibly, no major damage as the storm has now moved on. Hmm. Nothing to see here. Only 11 inches of rain in a 24-hour period that doesn't get that much rain in a year. Hmm. Tropical storm Hillary cut across Southern California with heavy rain and big-time winds. We set rainfall records here around Palm Springs and Palmdale and San Diego, just to name a few. And for a good four-hour stretch, we had winds gusting 40 to 50 miles per hour with that saturated ground. Big trees, no match for this historic storm. Yeah, you're right. See, now, nothing happened. See, he's under the impression that the government is out to get <laughs> him and people that are like him, when in reality, it's actually the entire rest of the world who isn't him is out to get him, and we just haven't told him yet. Well, apparently, we're out to get him, too. Well, yeah. Because we're, we're we, pushing we, we, we the We would agenda. be included in that. Um, he's much more alone than he thinks he is with his, you know, with his little uh, keyboard and whatnot. T- take, a, take a listen to some of these headlines, by the way. Um, Tropical Storm Hillary battering California with heavy rains. Tropical Storm Hillary live updates. California hit with flooding and mudslides. Uh, from AccuWeather Service, deadly Hillary hits Mexico and floods parts of Southern California. Um, Hurricane Hillary projected path headed for California. What to know? By the way, it is a post-tropical cyclone right now. And keep in mind that when, when you claim that Hurricane Hillary isn't what's happening in Idaho right now. It's mm-hmm. You're right. The hurricane isn't. This is the remnants of the hurricane, which, by the way, is more than just the eye of the hurricane. The path, A hurricane is 500 to 1,000 miles wide. Hurricane hit the coasts of Baja, California on Saturday. We're now into Monday, and that's what you're seeing here with the heavy rains. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not pushing. I'm getting from the National Weather Service. You, you, you see, this is, you, you can't, I mean, in this day and age, for some reason, you can't argue with morons anymore. <laughs> you used to be able to. You used to be able to just say, hey, you're a moron. Here's like three different people who agree with me. Well, you can't do that anymore because they think that the news is lying to them. They think that the government is lying to them. They think anybody who doesn't say what they already think is true is lying to them. So you can't win an argument with a, uh, what's the word, doomkoth that they say in uh, Now, if we start to get paychecks, I'll let you know, and I'll let you know that we are pushing an agenda because we're being paid for it, because legally we would have to do that. It's against the law to push an agenda, get paid for something, and then not say you're getting paid for it. The checks won't come to us. It's intellectual property. They'll go to the company. Son of a... (sighs) All right. You know how it works. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on. Let's get a check on... 
Everyone's out to get it. Final check on sports. Once again this morning, it's uh, brought to you by Pork Belly and Kiana. Breakfast and lunch, the place to go. Delicious chicken fried steak. You've got the drive through for hip drink. Hip drips, energy drink, coffee. Uh, don't you have to get out of your car? And of course, they're open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get into Pork Belly today. The Dallas Cowboys have lost their 2023 third round draft choice for the season. Rookie linebacker DeMarvian Overshone tore his left anterior cruciate ligament during the first quarter of the Cowboys' 22 14 loss to the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday. Overshone had been one of Dallas's standouts during camp this year. He recorded six tackles in week one of the preseason and had already recorded three first-quarter tackles against the Seahawks before the injury. Boise State Athletic Director Jeremiah Dickey has announced that his department at the university set a new record during the 2023 fiscal year for fundraising at $26,100,000. That breaks the previous record of $24,100,000, which was set in 2022. There were 11% more total donors giving this year, a 41% increase in the average gift size per donor, 11 commitments of at least $1 million, and a $5 million donation from the Miller family, Bob, Sharon, Barry, Mark, and Rob Miller. Bob is the former CEO of Albertsons. He was the CEO when Albertsons paid $12.5 million for the 15-year naming rights to Bronco Stadium eight years ago. That's sports. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.53, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Hey, our idiot wrote back. And? And he said, you should read my text. I did. I read the whole thing verbatim, by the way. California got rain, 40 to 50 mile per hour winds. No way the hurricane hit Idaho already. Never said you made it up. You're repeating nonsense from the government. Never said you accepted a paycheck. Maybe you're just a useful tool without any idea of the agenda you're knowingly pushing. It's possible. Perhaps you should look into how the world's governments will use climate to control us next, just like they did and are still doing with COVID, masks, and vax passports. Well, All right, you certainly do sound like you're afraid. So, just to give you an idea, I am sitting here looking at a satellite picture. This is a satellite picture. All right, so it's not being pushed by the government, unless you think that the government is making up satellite pictures now. This is from uh, well, who owns the satellite, Mike? <laughs> this is from um, the uh, Weather Service, hmm. and it shows the uh, hurricane which hit landfall and then turned into a cyclone. Uh, and then uh, as soon as it hit landfall, it turned into a tropical storm. But the remnants of the hurricane go from Mexico all the way north into Canada, which, by the way, we, Boise is before Canada, goes as far to the uh, west of us as uh, Yakima and to the east all the way to Cody, Wyoming. So that that's the from the weather service, mm-hmm. by the way. So um, basically, you did call us out for our BS in stating the news that we're just you know repeating government BS, which I, I don't know how you can call it government BS if unless you just think the government is against you and coming after you They're and all, everything that the government does is I'll to take a, your stuff. I'll, I'll use a, a Donald Trump line. I'm too polite to, to say you're dumber than a bag of hammers, though, so I won't. 
Okay, Frank writes in and says, Good morning, gentlemen. Careful over there. We don't want to push these fools into an insurrection against Mother Nature. <laughs> Christy writes in, Mike, at KBOI.com. This is in response to the self-proclaimed meteorologists that uh, wrote into your show. Maybe we're in the movie The Truman Show, remember, where they control weather and light and dark? Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. Maybe we're The Truman Show. I don't know. Dude, we are not pushing an agenda here. I will promise you that. That's that's the only thing that I can say that I can promise for sure. We're not pushing how, an agenda. How you know you're in the Truman Show is once you you know get to be old enough to have your own memories, uh, you never get to ride on an airplane. Remember that? Uh-huh. He just had pictures of uh, his he and his family like on vacations and stuff before he was old enough to remember what was going on but had never been on an airplane or even out of his town as an adult. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you don't think that uh, what we're seeing here uh, is the remnants um, of Hurricane Hillary. By the way, did you see the memes? <laughs> Hillary Clinton's face in the middle of all, all the uh, hurricane pictures that they had coming up. They're yeah. actually pretty, uh, oh, and I pretty really, calm. And I really laughed because that wasn't obvious or anything. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Don't forget, still have a chance for you to get Cheryl Crow concert tickets and golf tickets. Boise Open is happening this week, and you could be there Sunday night. Sold out show. As a matter of fact, it is sold out. This is the only way you can get concert tickets. We'll tell you how coming up. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 806, 67 degrees in downtown Boise. It is still coming down. Rain's still coming down hard. Unless, of course, you're the guy who believes that uh, it's not raining. Do you, do you believe your lion eyes or what we're telling you? I have trouble trying to figure out what this guy really thinks. You know, you can't hide your lion eyes. I know he uh, did write back and say, so you're telling me the rain falling in the Great Lakes is from Hurricane Hillary. No. No one ever said. Now you're making crap up. I don't recall you mentioning the Great Lakes. (laughs) Now you're making crap up. Hurricane Hillary has not hit the Great Lakes. If it's raining there, it's just raining. If if there, if there is rain falling several hundred miles away from the eye of the hurricane, uh, it logically does not therefore follow that every bit of rain in the entire world is from that same hurricane. And that's not what we were trying to imply. But uh, do we have like a, a copy of the home gamer, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Clay writes in, uh, email Mike at KBOI.com. Some people give us conspiracy theorists a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, it is. I like that. I believe in conspiracies, but that one's just dumb. Uh, um, one thing I will remind you, in case you have not heard as of yet, you are planning on going to the Western Idaho Fair. You probably have changed your plans anyway due to the amount of rain that is coming down. But even if you still want to go because you thought, hey, it's raining, I'll bet there's not going to be a lot of people that I have to fight in big crowds today. You're right, because the Western Idaho Fair has postponed their opening this morning uh, until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Normally, they open up 11 o'clock. Gates open at 11 today. They are not going to be opening up until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Officially, they also say make sure and check 
whether or not there could be some cancellations as far as uh, concerts and uh, other things that could be happening. You can go to the uh, fair's website to find out if there has been any postponements, cancellations of events or uh, concerts going on at the Western Idaho Fair. But the one thing for sure is they will not be opening the gates mm-hmm. till 2 o'clock this afternoon. Other things we're talking about uh, this morning. Uh, first of all, remember to be listening in next hour. We're going to tell you how you can pick up your tickets. Cheryl Crow, Boise Open coming your way um, once again this coming Sunday night. Oh, last chance to get your tickets, by the way. There's no other way to get them because the concert is sold out. We have a chance for you to win them free coming up this morning. You'll be texting us. Listen in. Uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll tell you what to text and... 208-336-3700, the number to be texting in. We'll give you plenty of chance to do it, and everybody who texts in will be in on the grand prize drawing to get those tickets. It includes golf for the day, the final round of the Boise Open, plus the concert that night is uh, Cheryl Crow. So your chance also to win the, that still coming up. The only day you have a chance to see extra holes. Yes, possibility. So to speak. It, it has happened before, right? Yeah. In the uh, past. So. They had to go to sudden death. Yeah, so a chance to do that. Uh, also, the other thing we're uh, talking about uh, this morning, you've got uh, the Republican primary going on right now. Uh, we've got official primaries ha- happening next year, but primary season is underway, and you can tell because the first debate is happening tomorrow over the weekend. As we had thought, Donald Trump announced he officially will not be taking part in the first presidential debate He also mentioned that he may not take part in any of the Republican debates coming up. Your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I told you earlier this morning, my personal opinion, when it comes to debates, and I don't care if it's for the president, the running for governor, or whatever, if there's a debate, I I think... It serves a purpose. Everybody gets a chance to hear your policies. Now, Trump has said he's not going to do it because everybody already knows him. Already knows what he's about. Mm-hmm. I I totally get it. I don't like it, but I get that he has a 40-point lead on second place. And basically, the only thing that can happen is he hurts himself because he's going to no, be mercilessly, mercilessly but it's attacked by everybody trying to yeah, make that, inroads. That, you know, that doesn't bother him. He just attacks back. But it, I, I don't think it's the only thing that could happen. I mean, he could do just really well and win over people who didn't even like him. I mean, you never know. No, you don't. You don't. I don't think it's going to win over everybody. <laughs> but, I mean, just based on no matter what he does. Um, and you can say this about any presidential candidate. It, it, you know, they could cure cancer, and it doesn't mean you're going to vote for him, right? True. You can say that about Joe Biden if you're not a Joe Biden fan. You can cure cancer. It's like, well, I'm still not going to yeah. vote for him. I don't like his policies. There, there are people, you know, who will vote for Donald Trump no matter what, and there are people who will not vote for him no matter what. And it is important to try to, I, I guess, it, 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 at least impress those people in the middle. That's, who, are, who are not yet impressed. And that and that's just it. And that's another question I want to ask. If you haven't made a decision on Donald Trump, and I know there are people out there, there, there are people who were all for him in the first election, and they were just completely against him in the second election, and there are people that haven't made up their minds as far as, as this election. If you're one of those people, 
what are your thoughts about him skipping possibly every single yeah. Republican debate? You know, and, and his point, I've already been president for four years. You know what I'll do in four years because I've already shown you. So what am I supposed to say? And I don't know. It just seems like the social convention is to actually show up and debate the other people. You never know when a, a question might come up that is either somewhat controversial or it's new. With Trump not being there, another question for you also this morning, and once again, email Sir Collis. What do you expect tomorrow night? Out of the people that are going to be in... Wednesday night. Or Wednesday night, sorry. I keep saying when, uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night. In the people that are in the debate, what do you expect? Do you expect DeSantis to do well? I expect DeSantis to uh, be in the center of the stage since he is uh, second in the polls right now. And he will try to tell people that he is not Donald Trump, but he will end up defending Donald Trump during this thing because everybody else, I think, will go after Donald Trump. And DeSantis will be one of the ones who is trying to get Donald Trump's base by being as much like him as possible. But he And so he won't... Uh, be insulting Donald Trump, but he will really, be, yeah. But he'll be getting the insults from everybody else. I think that's, that's just what I'm guessing. No, that, is gonna but happen. that's a big prediction. Yeah, it that's is. a big prediction that Ron but DeSantis think, does not like. But I don't think DeSantis. Trump I don't right think now. I don't. I don't think DeSantis will say one bad word against Donald Trump. Okay, so that's a really although, pr- big prediction. He, although he might say, "Well, I wish you were here right now, so I could, you know, ask him." We do know a few people will say something. Chris Christie will. Yeah, Chris Christie will hammer away at Donald Trump. I don't think uh, Vivek Ronswamy will um, pound away at him. You never know. Tim Scott, I don't think, will pound away at him. I no, really, probably not. I disagree with you. I think that DeSantis will hit on him. Okay. Because I think that's that, that's my personal we'll, opinion. We'll find My out. prediction, yeah, that's my prediction. But I think DeSantis, <clears throat> since, since Trump won't be there, DeSantis will be the the one that people insult to his face the most. The one thing I think that would get Donald Trump to show up at a future debate, see if you follow along with this, is if Donald Trump is not mentioned at all Wednesday night. If not one person brings up Donald Trump, not one person says anything for or against him, talks about his case, you know, any one of his court cases, I I think that would make him so upset that he didn't get any publicity well, that he would go, well, crap, now I have to show up just so I can... The chances of that happening to, are you know, right up there in, in the Lloyd Christmas uh, area. Yeah, um, no, I, I get that. But still, if they could get together and just say, hey, let's not talk about Donald Trump tonight, let's not bring him up, it would it would almost force him to be a part of the next... Don't you think? Uh, of the next debate, if he since if, we're dealing, if his wasn't name wasn't mentioned s- once, since we're dealing completely in fantasy, sure, I, I think so. Yeah, but it, there's no way they're not going to mention him. No, and, I don't. And the, I, I and don't the think Democrat so in the Democrat debates, they will mention him too. Yeah, I think they would be smart not to. But I think I think you're right. I don't think there's any way they can't not mention him. Well, like I said, Wednesday night, we'll find out. You want to weigh in, uh, you can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, our phone, we'll t- start taking phone calls coming up after 9 o'clock. Keep in mind, it's Monday, the first Bronco Monday of the year for football.
is happening this morning. Bob Beeler will be with us. We're talking about a football game against the top 10 ranked Washington Huskies. 12 days away from today, Bob Beeler will be with us coming up at the bottom of the hour. Stick around. Coming up next, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. We got barbecue for you. $50 worth of barbecue from R&R Barbecue. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question after traffic and weather. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right, Doug is going to get first look at our question today. Damn near impossible question is brought to you by Berkshire Athlete Home Services Silverhawk Realty. Wondering if it's a good time to sell. Can you get the highest price for your home? And then what happens once you sell? Where are you going to go? Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty can help you out. One phone call, 208-888-4128. All right, Doug, here you go. R&R Barbecue $50 gift certificate is yours if you can answer this question correctly. In the late 1800s, this product was marketed as a cure for hangovers and headaches. What is this product? And it still exists today. It's hot coffee. Hot coffee. Very good guess. That's not it, Doug. Keep trying. All right, Mike, in the late 1800s, this product was marketed as a cure for hangovers and headaches. What is this product? Burnett Bratka. What was that? Burnett Bratka? Bronca? It's actually a liquor, too. Oh, okay. Um, I, I thought you were saying vodka there for a minute, and it's like, no, that, that causes hangovers. That is not it. Keep trying. All right, uh, we are up to Paula. Paula in the 1800s, late 1800s, this product was marketed as a cure for hangovers and headaches. What is this product? By the way, it still exists today. You think it's Coca-Cola? Really? Yeah. Helping headaches and hangovers? I think it was supposed to be some some kind of wonder drug. It is Coca-Cola. Yes, Coca-Cola. Originally marketed as a hangover and headache. I've tried it. It doesn't work. A matter of fact, uh, depending on what I mix Coca-Cola with, it sometimes causes hangovers. Uh, Paula, congratulations. Do you like barbecue? Thank you. Yes, I do. Well, good thing, because we got $50 worth of barbecue from R&R Barbecue for you. Hang on the line. We'll get some info from you. Don't worry. If you didn't get today's question, we've got barbecue to give away all week long. Listen in every morning for the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question. Uh, coming up for you uh, after the top of the hour, still more winning to come your way. We're going to have a text and win contest. We've got Boise Open happening this week. Gets underway Thursday. We've got tickets for Sunday night. Uh, the Cheryl Crow concert, uh, the only way is you can get your tickets because it's sold out. It includes tickets for golf all day in the final round. Your chance to win. We'll give you a chance to text coming up after top of the hour. We'll tell you what to text. Listen in after nine. Don't go away. News next. Bob Beeler, Bronco Monday. First football Bronco Monday of the year coming up here next. Don't go. This is Bronco Monday. The ball is caught for a Bronco touchdown. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Bob Beeler, on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk, KBOI. 8.36, and I got to tell you, couldn't come soon enough. I have been, uh, it's like Christmas time. Been waiting to talk to football season, and we are 12 so days away. This is the equivalent of December 13th. Kind of, In yeah. terms of Christmas. A little bit, a yeah. little bit. 12 days of Christmas, right? Uh, 12 days of Bronco football. And uh, getting ready, scrimmage over the weekend. Bob Beeler, 
Welcome back. It's been it's been too long. Yeah, and I'm just trying to think of the different things for 12 days we could come up with. Let's see. A, like, ta- a tail and green in a tree. <laughs> no, it, just, it, just, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound right, does no, it? No, no. really. But, no, it's exciting. And, and I think when you open with somebody that's really good, I think it puts a different edge on camp. I think it puts a different edge mm-hmm. on the fan base mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you're facing somebody that's going to be a big game. You know, if you're opening with an FCS school or you know somebody that yeah. just isn't very good, you're where expected. You, to where win. you're expected to win. Yes, exactly. Where this game, I mean, you're you're talking about a team that's that's ranked tenth in the country to start. Wow. That's Washington. Uh, Boise State's done real well against top ten teams over the years. They're six and three. Now a lot of those games have been played when they were in the top ten. Yeah. as well. Uh, opening against a ranked team haven't quite done quite as well, but not bad. Opening against a ranked team in mm-hmm. history, three and five. And in yeah, in, in history you got you got to look at Boise State and Washington in history, and it's not that bad either. No, no, you know you think about they split bowl games. We've won game here. They've won a couple games there. Uh, Boise State has not won in Seattle, so I think that to me is is something that would be huge. Uh, the last time we went to Seattle, uh, I thought it was one of the worst games that that I've ever called for Boise State. They didn't score a touchdown that day, so yeah. um, that was a you know a, a game that you know Boise State just didn't didn't open very well. So I, I think that, but I think this team has so much more than that team did that the, year. The first game after the Kellen Moore area or era was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It no, it was in Michigan State. It was the next. Year. Oh, okay. Yeah, who am I thinking of? Jay Z is who I'm thinking of. Uh, Jared Zabransky, I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor the Clark was there. Yes. That's what I mean. Yes. Yes. It's going to be interesting uh, to watch because, as you mentioned, uh, the last time they played in Seattle, kept out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think this team you're going to keep out of the end zone just because of the weapons they have. However, there's a lot of question marks on defense this year. There are, and I think the biggest thing is because you've got five starters that aren't back, but a lot of people that are ascending to starting positions are people who have played. Like you look at, at Alexander Tubner at safety, he has mm-hmm. played. Shea Oladipo, who's going to be your nickel this year, has played. Uh, Boise State has, I think, four guys that have started at one point or another at corner. Last year, you know, Reed was the starter, and they didn't, you know, he didn't get past the first game. He was injured in the first game. So he, he I think, may be somebody that might start this year. Canillo has started. Jalen Clark is, I think, having a great, camp so i i think there are people there but i think it's just that they're just not known that much well and you're also going to have to hit the ground running because you're talking about a team that has a heisman trophy candidate for a quarterback and two wide receivers who each had over a thousand yards last year um so they 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 don't have a chance to warm up <laughs> i'll give you this one I, I was watching the just to show you you started to get ready for the games this time i watched the uh bowl game the alamo bowl game that matched washington against texas to kind of get a feel Mm -hmm. for you know now obviously some of the people are gone from washington from last year but the main people are back Penix, the quarterback only was sacked seven times last year in the whole season and only two in wins in the 11 games they won he was sacked twice the two games they lost he was sacked five times if you if you have a quarterback that only gets sacked seven times, I don't care what yeah. level you're playing in, you can probably look and say that team had a they lot did. of success or they never passed the ball. <laughs> well, they did. They, they were you know they did, they, yeah. they passed they passed for more yardage and more plays than they ran. They're they're not going to beat you by running the football. 
Washington is not. You mentioned Boise State might be Washington by running the football, mm-hmm. but Washington's not going to be Boise State running the football. You mentioned Kenijo. I wonder if he's able to to concentrate fully right now. You know, with what was he's got some family members in in Maui. I, I think yeah. anytime you have something like that in anything that's off the field that right. is just a, a tragedy, and you know, and there you know it can be individual tragedies where you know somebody's relative is sick or. You know, that's a lot of times you don't know things like that. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. That you know, I, I do think it makes it tougher for somebody when when you have you know tough things going on in your life. We're going to take a break here. Um, we're going to hear take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from the coach. There was a scrimmage over the weekend. Media and public not allowed to attend. So um, we're going to hear from Coach Avalos uh, about that scrimmage and also a little bit more in the upcoming season. Once again, Bob Beeler with us. It's back. It's Bronco Monday here on News Talk KBOI. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk KBOI. 843, Bob Beeler with us once again. Uh, it is Bronco Monday, uh, back, and uh, there was a scrimmage over the weekend, wasn't there, Bob? There was, and uh, they held the scrimmage at Donna Larson Park, and the reason they did it is they wanted to simulate a road game where they would get on buses, they went to the, the student union and had their meals and meetings, much like they would do at the hotel. And then, I, I thought this is smart, he, they went over the entire whatever they were going to do for warm-ups. Not assuming everybody knows what you're supposed right. to do. So this is a group that's buttoned down there. I mean, you think, like, if you're going to do warm-up things, you're going over every single last detail to try to get yourself ready for the game. So let's get to Coach Avalos. Uh, we were not allowed to see the scrimmage, so we had to rely on him for what he would tell us about it. So this was sort of his general comments to start about Boise State scrimmage Saturday. The offense started off. We scored a couple touchdowns in, in the first couple drives, and the defense uh, really uh, stepped up and regained some momentum there and, and played really tight, you know, for the majority of the scrimmage there moving through, and we had some good two-minute scenarios as well. Again, it went back and forth today. The quarterbacks, uh, TG, uh, TG was 72% today, did some really good things in, in terms of getting the ball out and hitting a couple explosive plays you know, early on in the, in the scrimmage, and Mad Dog did a really nice job. He was 75% today as well um, and had a touchdown. And, you know, we, we still gave up a few sacks there, so we're working to continue to, you know, handle our protections and make sure that we're, we're getting squared away there. And it's good to see the quarterbacks creating, operating the offense, creating, moving the offenses down the field. And now, obviously, it's just going to come down to the consistency and being dialed in as we move forward after scrimmage number two, more into. Uh, you know, opponents and, and starting to prepare for the season and, and get some different looks opposed to just getting what the looks that we give ourselves. Felt like, uh, you know, both line of scrimmages did did a pretty good job. I mean, the offense ran the ball for 140-something yards today. Um, so uh, the thing that you want to see is, is the physicality and the consistency. You don't want to see sloppiness at the line of scrimmage, obviously, when your team is playing each other. And it was awesome to see that today. You got guys out there coming off the ball, playing fast, playing at great pad levels, staying on their feet, um, and, and that's that's great progress, right? From where we started two and a half weeks ago. So now Boise State has the luxury of a returning starter at quarterback. Taylor Green was eight and two last year as a freshman when he took over in week five. Avalos talked about Green. He was seventy-two percent today. You know, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, his command, his. 
you know, his confidence, confidence is a crazy thing. Like, everybody wants confidence, but you got to earn it. you got to work for it. You know, it comes from being competent and doing what you're doing. And not just him operating the offense, but leading everybody within that, too. And it's been, it's been cool to see uh, him do it in his own way, him be a good leader on the field, the way he prepares. He has a great understanding of what it, what it not, not that he's got it totally figured out, everything figured out, but he's got a great feel for what his preparation process looks like. And he's extremely consistent with it. And it's, uh, it's shown to help him be, uh, you know, productive and in, in, in really expanding the areas where we've looked to, you know, um, you know, in the drop back pass game and, and things like that. As we look at the running game for Boise State, last year in the first four games before Green took over, Halani had 18 carries for 65 yards average in those four games. Genty, seven for 30. In the next 10, Genty's t- uh, carries basically doubled to 13. His production more than doubled to 73. Halani actually took three less carries per game after week four, but his production rose. He went from 65 yards a game in the first four to 90 yards a game in the last 10. So Avalos gave us his impressions on the running backs, and they were kind of used lightly. They got more work today. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, obviously those, those guys are – they make things happen. And, and, you know, they didn't get a, you know, maybe as much, much work as the other guys. But, uh, you know, they did a nice job with the opportunities they got. George, you know, had six carries today. Ashton, you know, had three carries and also was productive, you know, in, in special teams. Both those guys played play a lot of special teams for us, too, because we want the ball to be in their hands. So um, it was good to see them get work, you know, in the first uh, in the first half of the scrimmage today, and they, they did a really nice job. Reading between the lines, wouldn't surprise me if Avalos uses Halani or Genti or maybe one or the other uh, on returns because I think, again, he wants to find a way to get the ball into his best player's hands. Interesting question was posed to Avalos. What exceeded his expectations at this It'd scrimmage? be hard to single out one of them because I, I honestly, like, I can't tell you one position group that hasn't grown from spring ball. And I honestly, I'm not just saying that, like, like yeah, we, we're not there yet. But I can't tell you one position group that hasn't made tremendous strides. You know, whether that's, again, the game starts up front. The D-line looks different. The O-line looks different, which that's a great start, right? Um, the wide receivers, I mean, with the standard that is expected, um, the mentality they're expected to play with, the intent they're expected to play with, it's been awesome to see. And how that's coming together with, you know, TG and the rest of the quarterbacks, it's fun. Um, you know, the tight ends are probably the steady group that grows the most. I mean, Coach Potter does an unbelievable job with those guys, and they're all smart, and they're all, you know, they're the typical Boise State blue collar tough. They're going to they're gonna study. They're going to outwork. Um, and, you know, and on the defense side of the ball again, I mean, the defensive front has grown. You know, when you start to mix in the veterans that have, that have played a lot of football with whether it be the younger guys or some of the transfers that we've brought in here, um, they're working really well together and they understand what the standard is and they know it's not easy. And it takes a tremendous amount of work um, to meet that standard each and every day. And that's cool to see that, you know, they're pushing along to, to go all in on it. And we'll finish with Coach Avalos kind of looking forward to the start of the season. I love where we're at right now. We're not there. We're not, we're not game ready in terms of being in mental and physical shape. But... We show great progress today because we worked hard this week. Coming out of the first scrimmage, we didn't finish the first scrimmage well enough. We got mentally fatigued, and uh, um, we didn't finish the end of the last scrimmage very well. And the guys sustained, you know, um, all the way through this scrimmage, and that's what I'm most proud of. 
but uh, we're, we're not done with that yet because it's very hard to simulate three hours and 15 minutes of being mentally on and um, being physically elite. We don't get to practice for that long. And so when we do get to be out there for two hours and 15 minutes, those two hours and 15 minutes got to be on point. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to have that mental endurance you need to play a full game. And so it's good to see that we made strides with that today. Biggest thing I took away, guys, I think he's pleased with the way things are yeah, going. And I think like he it. thinks he's got a good team. So that's good. Have you had a chance? Uh, I know you couldn't watch the uh, scrimmage. Uh, you weren't allowed. Have you had a chance to see the team at all so far this Yeah, we've seen, we've seen bits and pieces, usually about 45 minutes to an hour when they open the practice, but not a whole lot of 11 on 11. But, you know, again, you watch the guys. I, th- I think this is a deeper team that they've had in the past. I think that may be my biggest takeaway that, you know, they're, you know you're going to have people that are going to get nicked up yeah. and get hurt. I think there are more players that you'd be willing to put in a game this year than the first two seasons he's been the coach. Um, strengths of the team so far that, um, I mean, obviously, besides, besides quarterback and the two running backs who may be the best backfield in the Mountain West, offensive line, defensive line, uh, where I, do you I, see the strengths? I think I'd say the offensive line. I think I would say on the defensive side of the ball, Schramm in the middle. And the linebackers. I, I think that that's a group that I think you can count on. Though, I mean, a lot of new guys at defensive line, and I haven't seen them until you can see them in live action against right. somebody else. Tough to tell. But I do think they, they have depth there. You know, They just need to kind of find out who the guys are going to be. All right, we'll take uh, one final break here. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, our schedule as far as the broadcast. Uh, also, uh, talk a little bit more about what to expect with uh, Washington. That's the first game. Twelve days away from today, Washington, of course, is ranked number 10 in the country. Boise State just outside the top 25. Uh, you would definitely see Boise State probably jump into the top 25. They could pull off a win. Uh, we'll take one final break. More on the way. Bronco Monday next. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk KBOI. 8.55. Bobby with us uh, once again this morning. Bronco Monday, 12 days away from kickoff for the Boise State Broncos. Um, the, the first five games are just oh. tough. Um, uh, what are your expectations? And I'm not going to hold you to uh-huh. this, but you know, you know the football team better than we do. Um, expectations uh, after the first five games, because you're talking Memphis, <laughs> Washington, UCF, um, San Diego State, and North North Dakota. Dakota. North Dakota is obviously the easiest one. They're an FCS team. You'd like to think that you can beat San Diego State to get off to a, a 1-0 start in the league. You're going on the road to Memphis, who will have a three-year starter at quarterback, so I think that one's going to be tough, and I think that one's huge. Because if you're trying to get the New Year's Six Bowl, you've got to be the champion of your league, right. and then you've got to be viewed as better than anybody else. You've got to head-to-head with an American. You have to win that one, and you'd really like to win the UCF game as well at home. And to be honest, we owe them after kind of, <laughs> kind of not maybe finishing the game a couple of years ago when we were in Orlando. Yeah. But I think it's an excellent schedule. Coaches' shows every week are going to be Thursday night at 7 right here. Uh, not this Thursday, but next Thursday coinciding. First one with, will be next week. Thursday. Uh, if I've done the math right, I always hate it when we're in a different time zone because then I have to think. Uh, kickoff <laughs> is 12.30 Pacific time, so that means kickoff's going to be one thirty over here. That means pregame at 12.30, and if my math is correct, game day will start at 8.30 in the morning, mountain time. That well, is correct. Our, our math sucks, so I'm going to go with you. So. <laughs> For no, I, I, I am enthused. I, I think this is going to be a good season. Reminds me a lot of the 2014 season when you open with a really good team. We opened with Ole Miss that mm. year. 
and then came back, ran through the league, and uh, went to the Fiesta Bowl and beat Arizona. I kind of have a, a lot of parallels. Hedrick took over at quarterback partway through the year before. I think that helped the team in in 14, and it was a team that got better as the year went yeah. along. So, In the grand scheme of things, really, I mean, the Washington game doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you can lose that game and it not mean anything for the getting to the championship or anything like that. The one thing I will say that I think it would give them, especially with the question marks that they possibly have this year, especially on defense, is um, confidence oh. for the rest of the season. The, the, the confidence all of a sudden would, and the expectations, unfortunately, well, no, would but be also, sky But on. also the bonus points. I mean, if you're looking for, oh, yeah. you know, you mentioned a win there, and if we're sitting right outside the top 25, you beat a top 10 team on their home field, you're going you to be a quick, top yeah. 25 team. Yeah. You're probably going to be about 15. I would say point. the same thing, depending so. on what else happens. But, but so. it's going to be difficult. They're good. All right, uh, Bob, thanks for being with us once again. Bronco Tuesday tomorrow, the first. We're talking soccer tomorrow. Yeah, we're talking about their first night game ever. Lights installed at the uh, soccer field and uh, night game Thursday nights. We'll talk about that. All right, that's all on the way here. Thanks, Bob. Great to talk to you, and we'll see you tomorrow. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.05, it is 67 degrees, rain still comes down. Nobody knows where it's coming from. Could be God. Could be the weather gods. Or it could be the remnants of Hurricane Hillary. Which, by the way, turned into a tropical storm, and now that it has entered land, has uh, turned into a cyclone. We can expect uh, heavy winds coming up through at least uh, later this afternoon into tonight. Keep in mind, if you were going to the Western Idaho Fair today, planning to be there early because family day. Monday is family day, and you can uh, get in uh, for a lot cheaper for Family Day, um, you're you're not going to get in at eleven o'clock because they have postponed the opening officially until at least two o'clock this afternoon. Also, could be depending on weather, some postponements, some movement, some cancellations of some of the events or concerts, live music that could be happening uh, at the fair. So they're asked for you to check in to the uh, fair board's website to find out any changes that may be coming up due to the weather today. I don't ever remember in all the years that I have lived here and gone to the Western Idaho Fair, no, worked the Western Idaho Fair, that they've ever postponed due to weather. Can you remember? Uh, I've I've been out there when it was pouring rain. I've been out there when it was over 100 degrees. And, and uh, it rain or shine, they have always mm-hmm. just had the fair. But they must be worried either about flooding or lightning or something today. Phone lines are open, by the way, if you want to get through, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email chris at kbui.com and mike at kbui.com, and you can text us. Now Now is the time. I told you we were going to give away a pair of tickets this morning to Cheryl Crow, along with tickets to the final round of the Boise Open. That gets underway. Later this week, man, the Treasure Valley has just been busy. at had the Caldwell Night Rodeo last week. Western Idaho Fair started on Friday, and we'll go through this weekend. Now you have the Boise Open going on, and you've got three nights of concerts. One of those nights is Cheryl Crow. Sold-out concert for Cheryl Crow Sunday night. These tickets will get you into the final round of golf on Sunday and Cheryl Crow on Sunday night. Now, to win those tickets, there's only one way you can do it, and that is texting the word... Or words, Boise Open. Boise Open to 208-336-3700. That's it. Just Boise Open. We will uh, allow about 45 minutes 
for you to text that in. So it's not something where you have to be sixth, first. Everybody who texts in will be uh, in on the grand prize drawing of that pair of tickets to the sold-out show Sunday night. So go ahead and text us now, 208-336-3700. And all you have to do is text the words, Boise Open, and you will be entered. Mm -hmm. By the way, did you see Barbie got beat this weekend? By whom? First time in four weeks. Um, the, the, the movie that everybody has heard of and right on the tip of your uh, lips, Blue Beetle. Well, I had heard of it, yeah. I hadn't even heard of it. <laughs> it's a superhero movie, right? Is it? I'd never heard of the superhero Blue Beetle. Not, not one of the, I guess, Justice League? I don't know. Blue Beetle beat Barbie. First time in four weeks Barbie was not in a, number one. I did go watch Oppenheimer last night. Let's see. An alien scarab, an, an alien scarab chooses college graduate J, or Jaime Reyes to be its sin, symbiotic host. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, it's a superhero movie. That's an origin story. I did see Oppenheimer yesterday. And? Very good movie. Um, partially why I know it's a very good movie. I really expected my wife to fall asleep to this thing because it's a three-hour movie. And she she loved it too. Um, and it's the interesting part about this, it's not so much about the bomb, although that's the reason Oppenheimer and his scientists were around. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of you may have seen the movie made about this uh, years ago called... Uh, Fat Man and Little Boy. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie? Yeah. Um, this one's more about the politics. That one was more about the bomb and the making of the bomb. This one is around the politics of the atom bomb um, that was used on Nagasaki and Hiroshima and how the U.S. used and supported scientists to develop the bomb. And then basically when they were done with the scientists, they tried to get rid of them because they didn't like because uh, some of their politics. It starts yeah. when he's uh, what, like, like in grad school or something, right? Yeah, in, yeah. The, in the twenties. Yep. Um, and their politics didn't really change. It's just that the need for the scientists did. So the politicians are, and that was right when McCarthyism was taking over. Some of them, uh, you know, um, were communists before communist was seen as a problem in this country. And then as it was seen as the problem, they didn't need the scientists anymore. So, you know, people that wanted the power were like, all right, let's just get rid of these scientists then. Um, so it, it was very interesting and well done. Um, Nolan, who was the director, um, proves again why he's just a, Christopher such Nolan. a Christopher Nolan proves again. He's just the Batman movies, uh, proves again why he's such a great director. Definitely see it if you get a chance. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wires. We've got some emails uh, to get to uh, for you this morning. Um, a couple of them having to do with our damn near impossible question. It says, as a Georgia native, I didn't have uh, to Google today's question. The Coke Museum in Atlanta, Georgia, said that the product was also first available as a prescription from a doctor filled at the pharmacy soda fountain. As for the hurricane, after wind speed is below 75 miles per hour, the storm is no longer referred to as a hurricane. I lived in Florida for a few decades and know a thing or two about hurricanes. Cool. So now it's just a storm. Now it's just a, well, in tropical depression. It's also not a hurricane once it hits land either, right? Becomes a cyclone, I, I thought, believe. I thought a cyclone was just what they called a hurricane in, uh, in Asia. Well, this one is called a cyclone when it hit land here, so uh-huh. it must not just be... Maybe it's just the Pacific. Yeah, hard to say. 
Uh, let me see. Where does it say? Yeah, it says uh, post-tropical cyclone Hillary. Hmm. And, right. it, and it gives a path right over Nevada, just uh, west of us here in Idaho. Thanks for the email. Um, this one is uh, on a subject we talked about last week, um, but it is something that I have said numerous times before um, when talking about court cases. It's not what you think you know. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove in court. That's what this person is writing in. It says, Mike, your stupid line, it's not what you know. It's what you can prove in court is such a joke. Trump's opponents can get Trump in court over a statement of his encouraging someone to watch OAN and Trump with actual evidence can't make it into court anywhere. 60 attempts, but he doesn't have standing in a stolen election. Who the hell has standing if it's not one of the candidates? Why are we, or we are already a banana Republic and the majority of the country would know it if we had a responsible and honest press. First of all, all 60 attempts that you're talking about were not brought by Trump. I'm not even sure if Trump brought even a, a no. small minority of any of those. There, there were 63, and they were all brought by uh, people in different states. And, and uh, states, too. For the, for the most part, all were thrown out due to lack of actual evidence. Um, standing they, had, by, they had a lot of uh, like innuendo, hearsay, things like that. They had a lot of like pictures of people doing things that were then described as doing one thing, which later turned out to be something else. Yeah. And, and standing, some of them were thrown out because of standing but not all of them were thrown out because of lack of standing um you know for instance texas cannot sue arizona because they have no standing in texas the state of texas has no standing in arizona courts so they can't say you and and here's a definition of standing standing limits participation in lawsuits and asks whether the person or persons bringing a lawsuit has enough cause to stand before the court and advocate since not anyone can go to court for any reason to have standing, a party must show an injury in fact, quoting their injury in fact, to their own legal interests. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not saying whether or not they should go to court or not. But the, there were a number of cases that were dismissed because of lack of standing. And as Chris mentioned, there were other cases because of lack of evidence they didn't feel. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying what happens. I'm not pushing an agenda here. Um, but I, I understand your point, but your, your point is a little bit moot because it still does come down to not what you know, it's what you prove in court. I'm going to stand with my statement. Sorry you think it's stupid. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. When we come back, there is a, a new survey study that is out having to do with Social Security and Medicare. Which I think you would agree, Chris, and people listening, is the third rail when it comes to politics <laughs> that you don't want to you don't want to get involved in. And however, at some point within the very near future, according to this study from the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget, we are going to be forced to deal with it unless you just don't care. And when I say you just don't care, people alive right now who are currently getting Social Security, you're probably going to be forced to deal with it. Chris and I, who are getting closer and closer to Social Security, it's within that timeline that reportedly, according to two different studies that are out, that Social Security will become insolvent. 
We'll talk about it coming up here next. I want to get your input on what you think should happen. As usual, that doesn't mean the government will drop it. No. But what what should happen? Because based on what's happening right now, if this does happen, there will have to be cuts made because there won't be enough money to pay everybody. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Tell you about the study. Get your input coming up here next. Don't forget, giving you a chance right now. Boise Open. Text Boise Open, 208-336-3700. You got a half an hour. Get that in. One person at random will be chosen to get the tickets to Cheryl Crow and golf coming up Sunday at the Boise Open. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Wall. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921-208-336-3700. That's our phone number. That's also our text line number. Why is the text line number important? Because right now we're in the middle of taking your text. All you have to do is uh, text us the words Boise Open. We got about 20 minutes left. One person out of everybody who texts will be chosen to get the tickets to the Boise Open final day, Sunday, final round. Uh, so you get to see who actually will win the tournament. And then after that, uh, you'll walk down to the uh, 18th fairway and you'll get to watch Cheryl Crow live in concert. So the concert is already sold out. It's the only way you're going to get your tickets. Alvin wrote in. He says, over the Atlantic and East Pacific, tropical cyclones are commonly called hurricanes. The common term is typhoon for a tropical cyclone that forms in the West Pacific. Uh, Tropical cyclones are called just cyclones in the Indian Ocean and near Australia. So I guess um, that would explain... This one probably should be called hurricane, according to this. Well, and and it was a hurricane. I'm just sitting here reading over the uh, map from the weather service uh giving the path and it, it says tropical cyclone yeah um but as as he said in, shows in this, the path of the tropical cyclone. As, as he said they're all uh cyc- cyclones it's just that one place they call them hurricanes and another they call them typhoons yeah so i guess that would yeah, it makes sense make sense yeah. yeah uh wanted to get into this over the final portion of our show because i'm very curious what do you think should happen here? A um, couple studies out. Uh, one study, according to this study from the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, a dual-income couple of medium income receiving Social Security checks will see a reduction of about $17,400 a year in benefits beginning in 2033 if nothing is done about Social Security. And that's a, a big hit. That's a big hit. That's for two people, by the way, receiving the average of two people receiving medium income from Social Security. Dual income retiree households of low and high incomes will see reductions of $10,600 a year, respectively, and $23,000 per year for the high income homes. Across the board, all retirees will face a 23% cut to their benefits in the absence of any intervention before 2033, according to the group's estimate. Another report from the Social Security Administration Board of Trustees found that Social Security will reach insolvency in 2033, one year earlier than had been previously expected. Another report from the Medicare Board of Trustees released at the same time found that Medicare will reach insolvency in 2031. You're talking Medicare eight years from now, Social Security 
10 years from now, if nothing is done, we'll reach insolvency. That doesn't mean you're, you're not going to get paid, but you have a couple of things that there's only a couple of things that are going to fix this. Number one, you've got to cut payments, as was mentioned there, which would be automatic if in 2033, for instance, Social Security reaches insolvency, everybody who receives payments to Social Security would see a, see a cut. You can increase taxes, number two. There is a third way, by the way, and that would be to about six-tuple the number of people who are paying <laughs> which, which into times six. Social Security, and that's just not going to happen. So that one, that one's off the board. It's I, it, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, it, it, it's interesting, and you saw this at the State of the Union, where everybody accused everybody of trying to cut Social Security or talk about raising taxes on Social Security, and you know each side saying, oh, we're never going to do that. We're not going to do it. You're going to be forced to do it, according to this report, sometime within the next 10 years, because if you don't do it, People's Social Security and Medicare is going to be cut in half. Hmm. Oh, I, I was going to say, we uh, somebody handed us a correction. Uh, have we been saying that uh, the concerts are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night at the golf tournament? Because they're not. They're Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday Friday, night. Saturday. Yeah, I, you're and, right. And Cheryl, Cheryl Crow is Thursday night. You're right. So it's the opening night. Where did I get that? Um, you are right, come to think of it. Cheryl Crow, then Joan Jett, then yeah. Thursday, then Weezer, Friday, and, and Saturday night. by the way, they are all sold out now. Um, that's where I got it, on our <laughs> promotion website, Boise Open Sunday and Cheryl Crow pair. So I'm wondering if these tickets are for Sunday and the Cheryl Crow concert Saturday night, but that wouldn't make sense because... And then the Cheryl Crow concert is Thursday night. Yeah, um, this this doesn't make sense. Boise Open, um, this is this is... Thursday night. Yeah, I apologize. We probably should find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you need the tickets for the golf tournament to get into the concert, so it can't be for the Boise Open on Sunday and Cheryl Crow Thursday night. So this is going to be Cheryl Crow. Make a mental note of that for those of you who are trying to uh, win this morning. Cheryl Crow is Thursday night along with golf Thursday, so it's not the mm-hmm. final day. I apologize. I should have thought ahead on that uh, instead of just reading it off. My bad. <laughs> 208-336-3700. Speaking of that, um, if you do want the Thursday golf and uh, Cheryl Crow tickets, go ahead and text us now, 208-336-3700. Also, what would you like seen done with Social Security? You know, you don't have any politicians looking over your shoulder saying, we're not going to do anything. Something's going to have to be done or it will be done for you. Would you rather see a cut or do you want to see your taxes go up to cover the loss? 208-336-3700. 933, 67 degrees in downtown Boise. Uh, quick look at the uh, Dow. Down 169 points as of right now. Standard & Poor is uh, flat, so that's a little kind of good news. NASDAQ is also up uh, 64 points. So, um, okay news for two of the indexes. Uh, Dow continues to be down. Remember when we were up to almost 35,500? It's 34,332 as mm. of right now. My, how ch- well, that's, things that, change quickly, don't that, they? That's a lower number. <laughs> 
Uh, phone lines are open. By the way, uh, also our text line, 208-336-3700. Final 10 minutes to get your text in. Just text the word Boise Open. One person will be chosen at random to get the tickets for Thursday night. Cheryl Crow, once again, you get tickets for golf all day and then the concert at night. Um, and that concert sold out, so this is the only way that you're able to get this. So make sure and get your text in sometime within the next couple of minutes, 208-336-3700. Uh, email in, mike at kby.com. So you guys are saying Social Security is going away based on one report you found on the Internet? Just checking. No, I, I apparently you didn't listen very good. I gave two uh, different reports. Uh, one of them from the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget just came out with a study. It said that uh, dual-income couples of medium income receiving Social Security checks will see a reduction, if nothing is done, of $17,400 in annual benefits. That's per year that you would see a reduction in the amount that you have coming in for medium-income Social Security benefits. Another report from the Social Security Administration's Board of Trustees said Social Security will reach insolvency in 2033, one year earlier than had been previously expected. So it's two different reports that were uh, coming from two different agencies. So, no, it wasn't something I read on the Internet. It came from two different yeah. agencies. And who knows? I mean, I'm not there to count. You're not there to count. I'm just saying what the agencies uh, are saying. And by the way, when we say Social Security goes insolvent, I think a lot of people think, oh, that means nobody's going to get paid anything anymore. That's not the case. Just because they're insolvent, what the insolvency means is they don't have enough money to pay, continue paying everybody without the money that is in the program starting to go down. That'll be the first time where money will be lost on a yearly basis instead of being fully funded. What? The government losing money? So um, people will still be receiving benefits, but if nothing's done, they're going to receive, as you just heard, uh, quite a bit less. So what would you like to see done? I mean, there's only a few things. I told you earlier. You you can cut your Social Security as happens automatically, by the way. That, that Once it goes insolvent, it automatically starts cutting the amount that you get paid. The other thing you can do is raise the taxes, and the other one, there's three things. The other one just isn't going to happen because there's just not enough people, new people that are coming into the country, yeah. either, either through legal immigration or people being born. And now it used to be, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Chris, when, when this first began, what was it, about 12 workers were responsible for funding and paying for basically each person that was getting paid Social Security when the program first started. Somewhere between 8 and 12 workers would fund the one person that received the benefits. That is now down to around two to three people funding one person. So you can gotcha. see where the problem uh, comes in. So what would you like, what would you and, like and, to and see you done? Can't, you can't pick the people who are funding yours. It would be nice if you could, <laughs> wouldn't it? I want a rich person. Uh, uh, Dave says, or reevaluate government expenditures and get the money from bloated and or unnecessary programs. It's so crazy, it just might work. The obvious challenge would be who gets to determine which programs are bloated or unnecessary. Vote wisely. Could you legally do that? Take from programs in the federal government being funded by tax dollars to fund well, I think you'd have to re- Social Security. I don't you, think you'd, you can. You'd, you'd have to rebudget. 
you wouldn't just be able to go, hey, you guys aren't doing anything. Give me your money. Even then, I I wonder if you could do it without changing the law. Because Social Security is something completely different than, you know, what gets approved by the federal budget every year. You know what I mean? Steve uh, writes in, Mike at KBOI.com, says, One thing could fix Social Security. Drop the cap on when you stop paying into it, which I believe is just over $100,000. Make people pay into the system no matter how high their income. Steve, I agree with that. By the way, the uh, current level, I think, is 160000 170000 So if you make $170,000, as soon as you hit $170,000, you don't have to pay Social Security taxes any longer. That has been my goal for a long time. To but, make that uh, much money? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've failed at that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I could never quite understand why it got cut at whatever the level is. And it goes up based on inflation. Um, I mean, as little as 10 years ago, it was only around $101,000, I think. And then you didn't pay income tax or you didn't pay um, Social Security taxes on anything above that. Um, that's that's a good idea. I agree with that. JM says, good morning. With regard to Social Security going bankrupt, why are we doing stupid things like student loan forgiveness, aid to warring countries, subsidies for illegal aliens, and all the other bogus spending done by our government. Once again, one has nothing to do with the other. Federal government is not funding Social Security. We do. Like, I pay into it every month, and the money I'm paying into right now funds people who are receiving Social Security checks. I help to pay for Social Security. Chris, you and I and one other person Mm -hmm. help to pay Every month, the retirement for one yeah, I mean, one person that is retired. On your paycheck, there are different kinds of taxes. And the money goes for essentially what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So you're trying, you're, you're trying two different things here. Social Security has nothing to do with other federal taxes. It's a specific program that was uh, put together under... Which administration started the... Social Security? Social Security, it was... Let's see, Social Security, I believe, started during the uh, Roosevelt administration. I think you're right. Yeah, I I didn't want to say. Stephen Boise, listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Okay, so here's some questions for you. Who pays for the uh, federal employees? Taxes. Okay, and they have a separate retirement program, correct? They also have Social Security. Well, and and so why don't we just take out of the uh, federal re- uh, employees' retirement program and fund Social Security? So just because take that money from happens. them? Well, I, you know, I mean, that's what we do. We socialize the money in the country, need, and those with lots of greed. So, you know, if you just fund the, the one retirement program and everybody pays into it, you know, there's a solvent. There's has got money coming out its ears. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got friends in the military that have retired, and they're doing very well. Other friends in, in uh, you know, federal employment, they're doing very well on their retirements. People uh, who... You know, they've got have, triple coverage in insurance yeah. and everything. People who have uh, federal jobs can get... They get Social Security, and they also have a thing called a thrift savings plan where you save money on your own uh, with through the government, though. And they also have basic benefit plan, It's the which it's just 
tied into their benefits. So that's what you'd well, want to get you know, rid of. If that we part. All responsive. If if we were all responsible, you know, we would put away for savings. Of course, the problem is we don't know when we're going to die. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have paid into it, and they die before they get to yeah. use any yeah. of it. Well, that, you know, a lot of times that's always, what the government uh, hopes, right? We could always make it like Logan's Run when everybody does know when they're going to die. <laughs> if, if you yeah, want to get all dystopian that, about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Steve. Appreciate it. Um, email so, somebody's in. out there going, that would be the perfect uh, solution, wouldn't it? No name on this. No. says, quit with the fear-mongering. Social Security goes away. So what? Government will... Kick in their BMI policy. Who cares what the name is? We'll just keep spending counterfeit money like we've been doing until our country falls and becomes a communist country. Well, it's, it's, not a, it's not a scare tactic, but a lot of people would be scared by what you just said. That the government will simply get further and further into debt. Yeah. Because they have this, um, you know, uh, this idea that that can't last forever. Uh, Jim writes in, way back when I worked two jobs, I got a Social Security refund every year. What? You paid in so much money that they gave you money back? I've never heard of that happening before. Not saying it's not true. Um, Wayne says the Social Security uh, problem is solvable. However, well, they, can, they can refund you anything they withhold in error. Right. But it sounded like he was claiming that because he had two jobs, he got a refund on his Social Security. I've never heard of that before. Um, Wayne writes in, the Social Security problem is solvable. However, at this time, it's better politics for fear-mongering politicians to use it as a weapon until we demand honesty out of those that we elect and for them to act as adults. They will continue to kick this down the road, eliminating options. We also, as citizens, need to be willing to hear the truth and understand that everything is not about us. We, as recipients, may need to make an adjustment. And you're perfectly right here, Wayne, because... And we mentioned this as we started talking about this. This is kind of the third rail of politics that no politician wants to undertake. And you saw that happening at the, you know, president uh, address earlier this year where, you know, he was yelling, hey, the Republicans want to cut your Social Security and everybody booed him. And he goes, what, you don't? Are you going to take a pledge right now to cut, not cut Social Security? And then the Republicans claimed it was the Democrats cutting Social Security and both said we would never touch Social Security well, at some point, somebody's going to have to, but it's almost political suicide to do it right now, right? I mean, can you can you think of a reason or a candidate who would say, who would run on the platform of, Apparently, we have to raise Social Security taxes, or we have to cut Social Security payments to those people who are say, in need? I was going to say maybe one who uh, you know didn't have to <laughs> run again, but that would generally indicate they're retiring, usually because of age, which would indicate that maybe Social Security would still come in handy to mm-hmm. you. So no, I guess I can't think of anybody that would. Ruth uh, writes in and says, pay back to Social Security all that Congress has taken from the program and quit sending money overseas to countries that hate us and turn it back to the citizens of the USA. Uh, we would have to do more than that because the amount of money that we give in foreign aid is less than 1% of our national budget. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. 
Go ahead and give us a call. One more segment on the way. Final chance to get your entry in for the Boise Open. Just text the word Boise Open. You have a minute to do that. 208 336 We'll pick one winner coming up here next. You get tickets to golf on Thursday and the concert sold out. Cheryl Crow concert on Thursday night. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, if you uh, signed up for golf, I have uh, texted the winner. I just need your name and some information, so get that back to me. So we can announce the uh, winner coming up here for before the end of the show, hopefully. But if you texted to try and win, go ahead and uh, text us. Right now, we'll give you uh, the name, give you the details, how to pick up your tickets for Thursday's Cheryl Crow concert. Alan and Eagle listening on 670 AM this morning. All right, Alan, you're in charge. You're going to be the man in charge for one day. How do you fix Social Security? Here's a couple of ways, and I've, I've called before and mentioned them. Does anyone in your audience truly believe that Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, just to name a few, can't survive without that Social Security check every month. I don't uh, think so. Bar- barely. So what, <laughs> what, yeah. So what I think should happen is they should start it at a million dollars. If you make an income of a million dollars, reduce the amount of money you get in Social Security and increase the amount of taxes you pay into Social Security. And gradually, as it goes up, then you pay more into it and get less, and you reach a point to where you don't get anything at all. And I think that's fair. And I, I got to make a comment to Steve. Um, I'm retired military, 34 and a half years, and a lot of people could have put on the uniform as I did. And yes, I have a very, very generous pension and health benefits. But you know what? I earned that by putting on the uniform, which everybody has the right to do. By the way, Alan, as the father of two kids who are in the military, I agree with you. I have a brother-in-law who makes a retired as a uh, colonel from the Air Force, makes a really good um, pension. pension, you know. And he got he was able to retire in his fifties, and I don't have a problem with that at all because I mean they spent a good portion of their life mm-hmm. fighting for our country, and I, I appreciate everything you did, and I, I I agree with you. Thank you, Alan. Well, I retired as a major, and I retired at 55 and a half. But then again, I made a conscious choice to raise my right hand and to join, which anybody could have done. And let me tell you, as a basic airman in the Air Force back in the 70s, you didn't make anything, anything monthly. Well, a lot of people were making a lot of money in the 80s. I wasn't making a lot of money in the 80s because I was wearing a uniform. Thank you for uh, your call, Alan. Thank you for your service, too. Appreciate it. Um, here's a, we, we had mentioned uh, Blue Beetle a little earlier. Jamie writes in and says, you've never heard of Blue Beetle because you're in Idaho's exposure to other cultures, languages, customs, movies, entertainment, led by uh, or even including brown people is limited by choice. Okay. It's a his, he's a, he's a Hispanic uh. Um, it was a funny Dude. movie. I understand 100% of the references and jokes. In my opinion, one of the better DC movies in a long time. Cool. Great entertainment. I'd recommend your listeners go see it, but it might be too young and diverse for your audience. I didn't say it wasn't good. I just said I'd never heard of the Blue Beetle yeah. superhero before. It doesn't have anything to do with... Well, I mean, first of all, do you read comic books? No. Okay. 
So that might be one reason you hadn't heard of it. Could be. Denny in Nampa says good news. With 7 million new citizens, plus or minus, Social Security will be saved. And Democrats will hail Joe Biden as our new hero and greatest president ever. Good grief. We are all in serious trouble. Gordon and Council, uh, listening on 93.1 FM. you got about 30 seconds here. you got to hurry. Okay. Well, Mr. Trump, in June of uh, 2019, made a, a rule. He wanted to an executive order to have hospitals uh, publish their prices for services. And uh, neither the Democratic Party nor any Republicans came forward and said, hey, that's a good idea. And a Trump shut, and a uh, federal judge shut him down, preventing Mr. Trump from forcing hospitals to disclose what they would charge for things and drug prices and whatnot. And so we're just kidding ourselves. If you, if you think we'd be better off without the Democrats or better off without the Republicans, they are just fooling us into being against one another so they can get away with thievery. All right. Thank you for the call. That's going to do it for the show today. Appreciate it. Um, by the way, Ron from uh, still waiting. No, I, I thought Ron might have won the uh, tickets. Uh, still waiting to hear from the uh, winner. Uh, we do have Cheryl Crow winners. We'll have another pair of tickets tomorrow morning. Once again, Joan Jett will be tomorrow's tickets for Friday night's concert. Listen in then. Have yourself a great day.